everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's June 22nd. It's 2021. And we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Special podcast. It's episode 1000. So I couldn't do it alone. Couldn't do it with just one person. I did it with the two guys that I have the utmost respect for, that I've worked with a ton, and that have been on this podcast podcast a lot here over the last couple of years. We're going to start out with Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Getting crushed on baseball tonight. But you know what? Nothing can bring me down because I'm on the 1,000th episode of this podcast. So I'm, I'm happy and ready to break down the slate. Also joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. What's happening, Will? Nothing much, man. Doing good. Episode 1,000. This is a... A huge deal, I think, not just for, for Roto Grinders, but uh, the community in general. Uh, I remember yesterday we were talking and you, know, you talked about when you got started. And man, you know, it, it's amazing how fast uh, time flies. I remember my first pod, uh, which was several, several years ago now, Stevie. So uh, we've been at this thing a, a good little while. I've been glad to uh, hop on the train with you and let's continue to have have some fun. Here's to Another thousand more if you want to get that far. I never thought when Dan came to me in 2016 and he was like, hey, we want you to do an everyday podcast that I'd be sitting here five and a half years later and be like, all right, we're on episode 1000. A lot of lot of really late nights, especially with Grant, because he likes to record late Um, and a lot of fun nights like, you know, I can't even begin to name everybody that I've done a podcast with like. Biggest shout out to obviously CJ, the siege. Uh, we worked together for a very long time. Um, it was like three or four days a week for a very long time. So uh, shout out to him. You know, obviously, you know, we built a lot of it together and, you know, it was, it was always awesome to work with him. So shout out to like beer makers fan, Noto, SBK, um, El Jefe did a lot of podcasts when it first got started. I know I'm going to miss a lot of people. So if I miss you, it wasn't on purpose. Um, man, I, I'm already like blanking on names. Like, you know, we obviously have a bunch of people that have been working STL cards. Cheese is good. Um, all these people have been on the podcast and it's, a, it, it's, it's been a ton of fun and like, you know, we're, we're going to keep rolling. And that's the fun thing is like, Oh, we're at episode 1000. We're going to, see if we can get it up to 2000 i don't know i have a lot of gray hair in my beard um and we'll see but it's been a ton of fun i know i'm forgetting a lot of people um keith has been doing podcasts here recently christy's been doing some podcasts um tim and dre and blender um man i'm blanking on so many people and i knew i was going to and i knew i probably should have wrote them down but I wasn't going to do that. Eric Crane back in the day, Big T, all these people that have helped, um, you know, build up the podcast. So if I forgot you, it wasn't on purpose. Um, Kyle Murray, man, so many good people. But obviously, you two, you know, I asked both of you guys to join me today because I enjoy working with both of you guys. And I've enjoyed working with a lot of people. I love how easy it is to work with both of you guys. Uh, so always appreciate Grant. You're filling in all the time. Dean filled in for a long time. Can't forget about good old Dean. Um, so it was awesome during the pandemic. Dean did a bunch of great interviews that are still there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
I appreciate everybody that has ever come on the podcast. Appreciate Dan. Appreciate Rotor Grinders. Um, we wouldn't be where we are in this industry, you know, if it wasn't for Rotor Grinders. I wouldn't have met Grant with his fireball trying to get um, get me hammered the night before a live final. Um, that was fantasy you know, aces. I, I, I think that was a long time ago. <laughs> Good night. That was a long time ago. It was right around when the podcast started. So um, appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody. We got baseball to talk about. And I know I talked about yesterday. We're going to give some stuff away. If you're listening to the podcast, first way you're going to be able to win stuff is go over to iTunes, review the podcast. Um, if you don't like the podcast, you feel free to leave one star. But if you do like the podcast, hey, I like five stars. I like where the rating is on the podcast. Um, so go over there and review. I'm going to pick two reviews um, by the end of the week that are going to get free MLB premium for a week. And then Tomorrow, Rotor Grinders Twitter, we're going to give away three weeklies on Twitter as well for whoever picks my favorite stack. And, you know, you're going to have to listen to the podcast to find my favorite stack. But I will say that this is my favorite stack for the question, and then you'll know. So, um, yeah, it's going to be easy. All you got to do is listen. So let's get into it. Uh, 14 games, a lot to talk about. We start with Chicago White Sox, Pittsburgh Pirates, Lucas Giolito, Tyler Anderson, seven and a half total Chicago White Sox are favored by 170 in this one. Grant, talk to me about Lucas Giolito. I mean, Giolito has been solid pretty much all season long outside of one matchup going up against Boston. There's a 3.3 implied total against him. He's got just good numbers to both sides of the plate, over a 30% K rate on the season. Pittsburgh has been hitting the ball a little bit better recently, um, but it's mostly been a lot more power than normal. And so I'm I'm really liking him on this slate just because it's being played over in Pittsburgh. It's going to be about 64 degrees, so just – it's all overall spot, and there's a lot of aces on the slate. We got Cole, we got Wheeler, Peralta uh, on the slate, and Giolito's a bit cheaper, so he kind of stands out as one of the better point per dollar plays on the slate near the top end. And he's a guy that I'm going to end up with a decent amount of exposure to. A lot of good pitchers on the slate. It's definitely we're getting back to those top end guys. Uh, Will talk to me about Tyler Anderson on the other side of this game. Do you have any interest in him? No, I, I'm not playing Tyler Anderson today. I mean, he's 8K. You know, I, I'm always going to have someone else that I'm looking to. If I got to choose between him and Andrew Heaney, I'm probably taking Heaney, and I don't like either one. So I, I just Anderson doesn't make the cut for sure. His ground ball rate is coming up a little bit, and I'm really curious if it has anything to do with not being able to grip the ball more. Um, I, and again, He's not a guy that's going to go out there and generate a ton of spin on a baseball, but he is somebody that like his numbers are starting to come up. Maybe he's not gripping the ball as well. He's definitely been one of those guys that numbers have increased a little bit here over the last few weeks. Uh, Grant, talk to me about the White Sox. What do you like here as far as bats against Anderson? I mean, the White Sox are the second best team in baseball going up against left-handed pitching. Like you're right. Anderson's ground balls have kind of come up a little bit. But he's still a guy that can end up giving up a decent amount of bombs here. The thing that worries me is the ballpark. Obviously, Pittsburgh, pretty solid pitcher's ballpark. But Anderson, over his last six starts, is averaging almost two home runs per outing. So I I, I, I want to wait and see where our ownership's at, but I'm guessing that it's going to be pretty low. And uh, with the aces on the slate, 
I don't think there's going to be a ton of ownership on them because people want to pay up for these guys. So I think they can come in at a pretty sneaky snap, st- stack. I mean, you got Moncada, Anderson, Abreu, Grandal, all in the lineup, and you got some cheaper bats at the bottom of the lineup. They have a lower implied team total than normal, but they're coming in. They're not going to have the DH. So I don't think Mercedes is probably going to end up playing. Um, but you can get a lot of these good bats, like, small stat or mini stack it or full stack it but the guys that really stand out are anderson and abreu are fantastic plays even if you have to spend up for them there's enough cheap guys at the bottom of the lineup and vaughn and mendick who can round it out and make it a lot cheaper stack i mean a wraparound stack isn't the worst idea in the world either uh will you heard grand thoughts on giolito do you have any interest in the pittsburgh bats here no it's gonna yeah, be i mean <laughs> Uh, like we've been playing Reynolds a little bit and he's still like ridiculously cheap at 3,100. Like this dude is hitting almost 400 over the last 10 games. He's been fantastic, but let's wait for a better matchup again. Um, this is, this is too tough for, you know, you want to play this. So we got Washington going to Philly, Philly. Um, we got Max Scherzer against Zach Wheeler. This is this sets up as a really good baseball game. Uh, no total out for this game yet. I think uh, Vegas is going to kind of wait um, on how many pitches Scherzer is going to get. Grant, what's your thoughts here on Max Scherzer coming off the IL? Only a forty pitch bullpen session on Saturday. Yeah, that that's the that's the real like tough part is trying to. I'm going to stay away from him. I think like on this unless he comes in at absolutely no ownership. I'm going to stay away because we have three other aces surrounding him that are all probably as good or close to as good of plays as him. So if he's going to come in with no ownership and they say he's all systems go, then yeah, you can play him. But I, I still expect some people to play him. I'm a little bit worried. He's coming back from that groin issue, I think. And so you never know exactly how late he's going to go into the game, if they're going to be a little bit careful with him. So Scherzer are at 10.8 K if we're only going to get 70, 80 pitches out of him because a lot of the reason. He is a fantastic strikeout pitcher. He's got one of the highest K rates in the league. But one of the big things with him is he has a tendency to go a little bit deeper into games. So that's kind of where a lot of his value is, getting up to 105, 110 pitches. So I don't know if they're going to be cautious with him. I have a feeling that they are. And even though it was a small stay on the IL, like those injuries can pop back up at any given time. They're not If he's 70 pitches in and he feels a little bit of tightness, they're just going to take him out and be like, all right, we're good. We got what we needed out of you. So I'm worried about his pitch count. So I'm probably going to stay away. I'm worried about his pitch count too. It was a groin injury. It wasn't an arm injury, but I mean, even if he throws 90 and not a hundred and 110, you know, there's too many good pitchers on the slate. So unless we get news that comes out that like, Oh, he's going to get his normal amount of work. I'm probably staying away from him. Uh, Will any interest here in Zach Wheeler? I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I, I think he's going to be serviceable on this slate. In my opinion, just based on where he's priced as the third highest priced pitcher on the slate, my general inclination is that he's going to be fairly low owned. Um, but I mean, I feel like he's got enough of a leash as well. If he's rolling, uh, I definitely think he can get there. So I've got slight interest in Wheeler, especially for tournaments, because I don't think the ownership's going to be there. All right, Grant, talk to me about the Washington Bats. Anything standing out to you here? No, absolutely, absolutely nothing. I mean, all the – Wheeler is an ace, 
Like he is absolutely an ace. He over the last month he has been incredible. And I mean, Bell's on there and he's 3.5K. That would be the only guy I'd really think about. Maybe Harrison at 3.5K, but you're not getting a discount on Turner. You're not getting a discount on Soto. I think Schwarber might or might not be in the lineup. He's cheap, but Wheeler is a dominant pitcher. He's been fantastic this year. He's striking out guys at a massive clip, 68 degrees over in Philly. Like it's just not great hitting conditions and the you're not getting the discount for Soto or Turner. And I just don't really have any real desire to play any of these guys against Wheeler. So I'm, I have, I have no interest in the nationals. Will any interest in Philly here? No, I mean, I, I still think Scherzer kind of dominates this team in anywhere between 75 and 90 pitches. That's kind of, I know it's like a wide range, but that's kind of where I am. So for that reason, they're mostly going to get Scherzer probably for, I would say a good four or five, for that reason, I'm just going to pass. All right, moving on. We got Houston at Baltimore in this one. Zach Greinke, Jorge Lopez facing off uh, 10 and a half total. Houston's a 190 favorite. Grant, any interest in Greinke in this spot? I mean, he has been better versus lefties than he has versus righties, but he's still sitting under a 20% K rate on the season. This Baltimore team has been hitting the ball really well recently he's priced at 9k there's a ton of pitchers on the slate like he went from 7.4k to 9k this is a like i don't know if they just hate baltimore batters right now but mullins is crushing the ball mancini's a good batman montcastle is a solid bat so this isn't the greatest outing for him in the world um and the price tag like he he will randomly put up a 100 pitch, like eight inning outing where only end up striking out four or five guys. But you're really, you're really relying on run suppression and hit suppression um, when he's at this price tag so they can go late into the game. And it's being played over in Baltimore. It's a solid hitter's ballpark. So Grinky's just clearly overpriced at this tag here. And I, I, I have absolutely no interest in playing him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like the price, if this is a different slate, sure. Take a shot on him. Don't hate it. Um, any interest here in Lopez, Grant, or Will? Sorry. No. All right, Grant gets the fun one here. He gets to talk about the Houston Bats. Um, <laughs> the weather kind of scared me off of Houston on Monday. Well, it, scared, it scared me off the game. I was really on the Baltimore side, and I'm really glad that it scared me off of the game, Grant. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Houston Bats? Well, I played both sides of this game. I'm half happy about it. The other half, I'm <laughs> devastated. And broke. Uh, but yeah, no, this is Lopez is not a good pitcher. I mean, he's giving up a lot of bombs this season. He's due for some negative regression. He's sitting around a 4.3 X FIP on the season, but he's still just not a good pitcher. And Houston's been absolutely fantastic. Like they have low strikeout bats all the way up and down. They are likely to hit the ball at the ballpark. Lopez hasn't given up a ton of hard contact, but that really doesn't matter against this Houston team. They have a 5.9 total. Like, if ownership isn't a thing, this is far and away the best team to stack on this entire slate, and it's not remotely close. Like, Brantley's still underpriced at 3.9K. McCormick is 3.1K. All the big-end bats are very solid plays. They're just expensive. Toro, if he gets a little start, like, he's been solid recently. He's 2.1K. You can easily stack this team with one or two of the big bats and then round it out with some of the cheaper ones. And they have almost a six implied team total. Baltimore bullpen behind him is not great. Like this just 
it's pretty much the same thing as it was today. Like it's all systems go. And the only thing you have to worry about is ownership, which I'm still, I'm, I'm not going to fade Houston entirely in by any means. Like you can't do that. No matter what the ownership is. Well, you know, Will likes Brantley. That's for sure. Uh, Will talk to me about the Baltimore side of this game. Anybody standing out to you here? Well, I mean, these righties, man, if, if you can afford to get in Trey Mancini today, I mean, he might be like the home run call of the slate in the upper tier. Ha- haven't quite decided yet, uh, but but I, I do like Baltimore today. I, I'm I'm not scared of Grinky anymore, um, and I'm still willing to play Cedric Mullins. He he's been really seeing the ball well. Um, you know, one of the things I always tell one of my friends is, you don't know when a heart streak or hot streak is going to begin, and you don't know when it's going to end, and it's going to end at some point, but. Because I like the team of Baltimore, I'm more than willing to throw in some Cedric Mullins. Uh, Freddie Galvis at shortstop at 3K, uh, you know, he's another guy that, that, that I tend to gravitate towards with this team because of the typical good lineup spot and the cheap price. Uh, but these righties, you know, Mountcastle, Hayes, Franco, uh, Mancini, that, that's where I would go if we think, you know, Grinky's going to give up some runs early. All right, moving on. We got Kansas City at New York. The Royals and the Yankees facing off in this one. Brady Singer, Garrett Cole, eight total. Yankees, a 270 favorite. Uh, Will finally gets a good one here. Grant, what are your thoughts here on Singer? Say Will gets a good one. I'm going to play some Singer today. Um, it's mostly the price tag. Like, it's 5.3K. This guy, outside of his last start versus Detroit, he can go over 100 pitches. Um like he, he had a little minor soldier shoulder issue and that's kind of why they took him out. But this guy has been really good versus righties pretty much all season long. He's got a three X fit going up against him. He strikes out both sides of the plate a decent amount, but he hasn't given up a single home run to righties so far this season. And this is going to be a very, very righty, righty heavy lineup. And they're good. They're very good, but there's, there's, places to spend up at on this slate Houston and a few other spots that are just great plays. The Yankees are going to be fairly chalky and singer is 5.3 K. And this is an above average strikeout guy. There's a lot of different ways that this game can end up with Yankees putting up only one run against them, which at 5.3 K I'll happily take. And it's only 67 degrees over there. It's not terribly hot. I really like singer just because of what he provides to you at the bottom end. There is another guy that, you can consider playing, but Singer is definitely a guy that's in play, and I will almost certainly use a lot of just because of his price tag. I thought we had the siege there for a second. Hot take Singer against Yankees. Um, that's a, that's the way to bring the thousand episode. Uh, will you get the good side here? You got Garrett Cole. Um, Grant's off his rocker with Brady Singer against the Yankees, but uh, talk to me about Garrett Cole here. Listen, I had no clue this was coming. Sager against the Yankees, I had no clue. But I actually do get it. I, I, I ran a lot of Oakland pitching this weekend, and it paid off big time against the Yanks. So I actually don't hate that call, Grant, ironically. Um, but clearly, you know, Garrett Cole is a guy that I think, you know, at the top end, if, if you can get him in, you, you want to do it. I'm not as concerned about him as – maybe others. He didn't have the greatest start, you know, after all of this news and they're pulling the, the resin or rising or spider tech or pine tar or whatever you want to call it. They can't use it. I still believe in Garrett Cole. Um, he did scare me a little bit in the last start. You know, I think, what did he go like seven innings, three K's or four K's or something like that. 
at any rate, I mean, all systems go until he just, you know, go, goes a string of games where he has a meltdown. And I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll adjust. Um, one of the highest strikeout pitchers on the slate. You, I think you got to consider him. I don't like him better than Giolito for the price, for what it's worth. But I still like Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean, he pitched really well against Toronto. Toronto is a very good offense. Um, so he pitched well against them the other day. Um, like you said, he didn't rack up the strikeouts, but he generated a lot of ground balls, pitched deep into the game, didn't have like that payoff 11K price tag. Um, so I think that's, you know, obviously the biggest concern with playing Garrett Cole here is the price, but the matchup is fantastic and um, he should cruise to a win. Grant, any interest in the Royals bats here? None. Cole, yeah, Mondesi's Cole. out too. Like now, yeah. so like you know, they've lost another good bat in that lineup. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd strange enough target the Royals a decent amount. They're always kind of underpriced and underowned, but this is this is not the spot. Like Cole, even if the sticky stuff is a detriment to him, he's still a stone cold ace even without it. it. Doesn't matter. Like Cole's solid. I have no interest in the Royals. All right, uh, Will, any interest in the Yankees bats after um, Grant told us we should take um, some exposure and play some singer here? Well, I think it's, it's not that I don't, I don't like the Yankees. I don't like these prices, right? Like, I mean, we do have Glaber Torres at 3.5K. Luke Voigt, if he's back, looks like he's probable now at 2.7. Like, those are two fantastically priced bats. But Stanton is 6K. Gary Sanchez is 5,300. Aaron Judge is 57. DJ is 5K. I, I don't like these prices. So I, I think that for that reason alone, and the fact that I, I think I agree with Grant, I, I think Sinker can get through fairly clean, fairly clean. I, I don't want to play the Yanks today. All right. I'm going to sing my way to Miami. We got Toronto and Miami facing off in Miami. Stripling against Al Cantara in this one. This game has a seven and a half total. It's kind of a pick em game, which is a little interesting to me. Um, Grant, talk to me about Stripling here. Yeah, I don't understand this line at all. Like, I get Stripling had a decent outing going up against the Yankees last time, and he's been all right over the last month, but his overall numbers on the season just aren't great. He's been all right versus lefties, but he's been not good versus righties i mean his 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 slider really isn't fully there like he's not a great pitcher right now i get that it's being played over in miami i don't understand the pick line but the under of seven and a half makes sense because of the ballpark but i i just really have no interest in playing him i mean i get it i did just say play singer but there's other there's another guy i would much rather play at this price tag and i just i i, I don't I'm not buying into him being a lot better right now. I could be wrong. He could be just he could have just figured things out, but I I just he's not a great pitcher in my opinion. And this Marlins team is a little bit better than people realize. I don't think he's a crazy play here. Um, Fifty seven hundred facing Miami in Miami. I don't hate it. Um, I want to see the ownership. I think Stripling is actually going to be pretty popular here. You know, game log watchers are going to see over fifteen fantasy points in four of his last five games facing Miami. And he's just, he's coming off of matchups against the Yankees, the Red Sox, Houston, Cleveland, and he's actually pitched decent in all those games. So if the ownership is low, ton of interest. If he's going to be popular, I'm out. Um, Will, talk to me about Alcantara on the other side of this game. Man, I mean, he couldn't have asked for a tougher matchup today. Maybe Houston, maybe. 
at any rate, I still think he's in play at 8,700 when he's going to see a team of mostly righties. I just, I think the price is fair for what he can give us. I mean, you know, we've seen what this guy can do when he really gets rolling. And he's pretty much going to see exclusively righties, righties unless they throw Rowdy Tellez in there on us. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Biggio's going to be in there. So I, I, I think he's in play. You know, if you look at what he's been able to do against, you know, mostly right-handed heavy teams, like look at what he's done to St. Louis. I mean, of course, against Toronto the last time, it didn't go so well. But overall, I, I think he's got enough tournament upside at 8,700. Like I'm more than willing to play him today against a tough Toronto team. Big splits. This dude's a big splits guy. Not only is he a big lefty-righty splits guy, he's a big home-road splits guy. Um, pitches Obviously pitches way better at home than he does on the road, but his walk rate comes down, his strikeout rate is up, his home run numbers are about the same, but the, the walk rate, I feel like he's just a guy that's more comfortable pitching in Miami. Um, so I like Alcantara a lot in this spot. You know, you talked about the righties. I'm not too worried about those lefties in this ballpark. Biggio is just having a terrible season, but this dude has a 2.8 XFIP, 28% K rate. With only He's only allowed two home runs against 181 hitters against right-handed pitching or hitters this season. So I'm with you. I like Sandy Alcantara here. Grant, is there anybody on the Toronto side that you like as far as the bats? No, no. I mean, like you said, he's pretty solid versus righties and – Bichette's 5.9K. Vlad's 6.7K. 6.7 for a guy not named Mike Trout. Yeah, and also in Miami against a borderline ace. Like, this is – the pricing on these guys is terrible. Like, I've – even though they're going to come in at very low ownership, I I just don't see any way they take down the slate. Like, just – I don't have any interest, anyone one through eight. Like, maybe Reese McGuire is a – 2k punt that's it um will any interest here in the marlins i do have slight interest in the marlins today these prices man cheap catcher alert or or alfaro 2.3k stevie go ahead and write Ooh, that down peaking pe- peaking um, my interest oh, we're, we're getting real excited seriously though adam Duv- adam duval at 3.3k man i i just i i like the price uh I think he's definitely able to send one out of the park today. Uh, Stalin Marte has been fairly good. Jazz Chisholm is going to strike out a lot, uh, but if he gets on base, he's got stolen base potential. I think he's got a lot of run potential with Marte, Aguilar, Duvall hitting behind him. I I like this Miami team today. I I think I'm going to play, you know, a couple mini stacks. You know, for me, mini is like three. So I I think, you know, maybe some, some Chisholm, you know, Duvall, Alfaro type type lineups, but overall, I, I do like the Marlins. I'm not going to let this total scare me. I do feel like it may be a little bit off, kind of like that. If you were able to listen to the pod yesterday, man, if you got on on that uh, Cubs Cleveland game at, at minus ten and a half, you just go ahead and run to the bank right now because you're going to make some money. Yeah, that line was just it made zero sense, and like. It finished, I think it was around seven and a half. Grant, did you look at that line? I think it finished at like seven and a half for that windy Cubs game. So, yeah. Um, I mean, still though, like there's four runs in the eighth inning. Um, so that line just opened really weird. I don't think um, they were paying attention to the weather. And you not usually don't get a line even for that game. So, Atlanta at New York is where we go next. 
we have Charlie Morton and Marcus Stroman facing off in this one. Um, I didn't see a total for this game. Um, I just looked again just now and still don't see one. Seven. So, yeah, seven, I've got seven. Okay. I've got seven, seven close to pick them. All right. Um, talk to me about Charlie Morton, Grant. I mean, the dude's been really off and on. I mean, we look at the last six games, he's had three over 26. And then he's had has one in there. He's a little bit up and down. And no overall numbers on the season have been pretty solid. He's close to thirty percent K rate guy. We know this guy is a little bit older, and, but still seems to have the stuff. I'm a little bit worried on this one because he did go out and throw 112 pitches in his last one because he was pitching so well. I think he had a, a no hitter going. I want to say until like the seventh or eighth. He it was just pitching well. Like I think he's going to be the chalk on the slate today. I think he's going to be the extreme chalk and. I'm not against playing him even at fairly chalky numbers because it's going up against the Mets at 67. It's in New York. The price tag is just bad at 7,300. Like even if he only gets you 15 points, that's not going to kill you. But if he gets 26, 27, 28, 30, that that's going to crush you. So he he's, he's a top probably point per dollar play on the entire slate. I mean, yeah, this lineup stinks. Alonzo is good. The rest of the lineup stinks. Like, it's crazy how bad this Mets lineup is and how good their pitching, like their starting pitching rotation is. So, I mean, yeah, you just look at this lineup and ISO 147, 24% K rate against Ryan pitching this season. I think Charlie Morton is, he's, he's like you said, one of the best point per dollar pitchers on the slate. Um, the other side, Will, we got Marcus Stroman going up against your Atlanta Braves. Um, any interest here in Stroman? Uh, no. And, <laughs> I hate it. I mean, I, I'm I'm so used to getting Marcus Stroman in the 8K range, but at 9600, I'm I'm not doing that today. And he's been fantastic, Stevie. I mean, still getting ground balls, picking up a few Ks. You know, I mean, most recently he's been picking up a lot of Ks, but I don't see that happening against Atlanta today. Uh, Going to be a pass, but primarily because of the price. If he was in the mid 8Ks, I'd be in. I can't do it at 9600. Yeah, um, I mean, the Atlanta lineup is so good. They're so patient. They don't strike out a ton. The bottom of the order strikes out. Swanson, Harrier, and Smith, they all strike out. But, I mean, there's such a patient lineup. Acuna, Freeman, Albies, Almonte, even Riley, all over 10% walk rates on the season. So, uh, Grant, what are your thoughts here on the Atlanta bats? I mean, in New York, Stroman's an extreme ground ball pitcher. He's solid. Like, he's he's one of the – like better real life pitchers in the league. I, I have no interest. If it was in Atlanta, I think you could take a shot on them as a GBP stack, but Acuna 6'5, Freeman 6'2, Albies is 5K. Like this is the bottom of the lineup's cheap, but this is a very good pitcher going up against him in a good pitcher's ballpark. I, I have no interest in a single bat in this game. Will, any interest here in the Mets? Uh, no. Full on, full on avoid this whole game. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't really have any interest here. Um, Boston at Tampa. Eight total in this game. It's a pick'em game. Um, it sounds like Eduardo's pitching for Boston. And then Tampa's going to open, and then Yarbrough is going to pitch that long relief type of um, situation. When he's pitched in this situation, um, he hasn't pitched as deep, and we'll talk about that in a second with Will. But, Grant, talk to me about Eduardo Rodriguez here. I mean – I want to play him. He's going up against Tampa. It's in Tampa. Like they're a high strikeout team, but he's, he's just, he's not going late into games. Like he's a guy that really works the count. He just chips away at guys. And 
while his underlying numbers are better than his real life numbers by a huge margin because he's sitting at over a six X fifth on the season. He's a better pitcher than his numbers are so far, but he's still, he's not going to go late into the game. Even if he pitches a hundred pitches, he's probably not making it past five innings. I mean, he's pitched over a hundred pitches twice or over 95 pitches three times in his last five. He has not made it past 5.1 innings there. Like you're not going to get upside. I get he's 6.4 K, but his potential downside is pretty big. This raised lineup knows how to work the count. So I'm not going to be surprised if he makes it three and a third innings and then gets yanked out. So I, I have no interest in him, even at a very cheap price tag. Quick to yank him a lot this season too. Um, so will any interest here in Yarbrough in this like uh, long relief row, uh, long relief kind of situation. Like he's done this a few times this season. Uh, and like every time he's done this, he's only thrown like three or four innings. And I think that's kind of the, well, outside of having to face the Red Sox, that's probably like the biggest concern for me on him. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I don't like the price, but, you know, he's had these, and it sucks because he's six innings, six innings, nine innings, 4.1, six. It's like, what, what what are we doing here? And anyway, I don't like the price on him in, in this spot, so it's going to be, a, be an avoid spot for me. I know it's in Tampa Bay, but I, I can't risk it. I wouldn't risk it with Yarbrough today. I mean, the litmus test is Giolito's 9,400. Like, what are we doing? You, you just played Giolito. Grant, talk to me about the Red Sox bats. What's standing out to you here? I mean, not a ton. Like, Yarbrough is a solid overall arm. But, I mean, you can still take Bogarts or J.D., Renfro. Like, all of them seemed a little bit too low price there. I mean, Devers, lefty-lefty. I mean, they're ob- they obviously priced going up against the opener more than they did going up against Yarbrough. Um, but he's a solid overall pitcher. But I'll take JD versus lefty pretty much any time if I can get him under 5K and Renfro versus lefty for under 4K. Those two individual bats are the ones that stand out. And if you want to throw in any of the cheaper guys like Arroyo, Dahlbeck, Vasquez, Hernandez, all of them are under 4K and Dahlbeck's under 3K. Like, they have some pop. I don't know if I'd full stack this game, um, but any of these guys as one-offs for the price tags are all solid overall plays. Yeah, I mean, the the only problem about stacking against the Rays, the back end of the bullpen is so good. Um, but some of the prices, like Kiki is 34, Vasquez is 34. Uh, we talked about a punt catcher, but like Vasquez seems like he's a little too cheap for the matchup here. And if Arroyo's out, then, I mean, Kiki should have a really good lineup spot. Vasquez should have a good lineup spot. So, I mean, some of these cheaper Red Sox bats definitely stand out here. Um, Will, what's standing out to you for Tampa? Well, I'm not sure if anybody's been paying attention, but Wander it's Franco. Happening. It's happening. It's happening. People. About <laughs> time. Wander Franco will be playing in a live MLB game at home tomorrow. Uh, and I know the Rays have probably had trouble selling tickets the, the past couple of seasons. Uh, clearly not last season because they, they, you know, they were in the mix. Uh, and, I, I think this is just going to bring a lot of people to, to that stadium tomorrow. I'm, I'm expecting it to be electric. I'm expecting this team to be uh, pumped up, right? Because everybody knows. I mean, this is the prospect. This is who everybody's been wanting to see. And I don't like to take too many trips down Narrative Street. but uh, And outside of that, Stevie Wonder Franco is going to be 2K tomorrow. So Yeah, he's so uh, cheap. Let, let, let's go ahead. If we want to play some Rays, I do like the Rays because – I watched this start with Rodriguez against the Braves, of course, 
And I mean, he was cruising, Stevie. And I thought, man, you know, is E-Rod back? No, Stevie. He in fact was not back. Eight Ks and just had a meltdown. And that, I mean, that's been E-Rod all season. So I like the Rays here. My my question is, I wonder if Manny Margot is going to make the lineup tomorrow in the leadoff spot. Like that's, I don't, I'm just not sure. I don't know. But Manny Margo is a Manny Margo is a guy that I, that I have my eye on. Uh, Randy Rosarina, he's going to be in play here. Mike Zanino, people, listen, listen, please. Mike Zanino is on dong alert for this slate. I'm telling you right now, 3,500. Get him in your stacks if you're stacking the Rays. The Rays are one of my sneaky stacks if there ever is one on a 15 game slate. Uh, I, th- I think these guys have a field day tomorrow against Erod and this Boston bullpen. Wander Franco is going to be so popular and the Rays are crazy if he's not batting in like the two spot here. Um, in my opinion, like if they called him up and they bat him like eighth, I'm going to be so mad. Um, but yeah, Wander Franco going to be very popular. You're going to hear his name a lot today. Um, articles, shows, Twitter, everything. Um, he's just, he's way, way too cheap on this one. So uh, moving on, we got St. Louis at Detroit. Nine total in this game. St. Louis is a 127 favorite. John Oviedo, Tarek Scoble. Um, Oviedo, Grant, any interest here? Not really. He's not the worst play in the world. I mean, this guy does have a little bit of strikeout stuff. He's going up against Detroit that has been – they were the absolute just worst team in the league by a wide margin for a while. But they've been a little bit more solid recently. But Oviedo has – decent stuff his pitch count got up to 87 in his last start so it's not a bad idea um i just think that this detroit team at this point is probably a little bit better than they have been i want to wait and see where ownership's at because any guy low ownership i will who's cheap i will play against detroit but i think there's just other guys i would rather go with another guy in this game that i would rather go with a pitcher close to the same price tag but novito's not terrible um like he's a solid overall play, but I expect him to have some ownership because people keep streaming pitchers going up against Detroit. So I'm probably out on him. I mean, this guy is a talented prospect. He really is. Um, big time slider, big time fastball, top 10 in the organization. Struggles with command. Um, like that's his biggest thing. And like only one walk over his last two starts against the Marlins and the Cubs. I worry about the pitch count, but he's 6,200. So if he only gets 90 pitches and he pitches really well, um, sure, he can definitely pay that price tag off. But, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible play. I'm with you. I kind of want to see what the ownership looks like on him. Um, Will, any interest here in Scoble? You got to unmute your mic, rookie. This is episode 1,000. Gosh. Listen, uh, sorry, folks. I I was so interested in looking at these Tariq Scooball numbers. At any rate, I have slight interest if you need the salary relief. He's not at the top of my list, but at 6,600, I mean, the guy's got some upside. Um, you know, he's faced some right-handed heavy teams. He's dominated the White Sox in one and, and you know, not been so great in the next. Uh, he did see them back-to-back, so that, that definitely could have contributed. You know, I, I think the guy can get 20 today, and for that reason, at 6,600, I'm in. Grant, I know you wanted to mention Scoble. What's your thoughts on him? And then you can talk to me about the St. Louis Bets. He's my favorite pitcher on the slate. He's got like a 36% K rate versus righties over the last month. He hasn't had less than 
six strikeouts in any of his last five matchups. He's averaging close to nine in those matchups. Going up against Cardinals, one thing he is is giving up barrels at one of the highest rates in the league. And his numbers versus righties, like this goes into talking about the Cardinals, his numbers versus righties have been like strikeout over the last month, strikeout or home run. He's still got a 4.6 XFIP on the season. It helps that he's playing over in Detroit, I think, this year. Ballpark factors, Detroit is 20th um, in terms of home runs, maybe 25th, somewhere in that range. So it helps playing in this ballpark. And there are some guys that can hit the ball at the ballpark, like O'Neill, Goldschmidt, Arenado. It's weird where I've, I I will probably have more ownership in Scooball or Scoble than anyone else at pitcher, but I'm also going to have a hedge Colorado st- or not Colorado Cardinal stack. Uh, Cause Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill, like Carlson, even all these guys can hit the ball, at the ballpark. Arenado is the only one that's that expensive. O'Neill's 3.3 K. Like that's just a clear mispricing. If he puts the ball in play, it's probably leaving the ballpark, but this is just one of those spots where he's striking out so many guys. If he lands on the right side of home run to fly ball variants, which he hasn't a ton this season, I think he's got against right. He's at 2.5 home runs per nine. Like he's given up a lot of barrels and he's given up a lot of bombs. He's going to regress a little bit in that category and keep the ball in the ballpark more playing over Detroit. Um, but I, I have way more interest in Scooball than I do or Scooball than I do with the Cardinals, but O'Neill stands out as a great play and you can stack them up hoping that he just gives up a few bombs, which he may very well do. Molina is another guy too um, at catcher at 3,600. Like that mid 3K range is really nice at catcher today. Um, Will, any interest here in Detroit? Yeah, light interest just because of the pricing. I think these guys are, this is a good secondary stack, I think, on this slate. Grossman, 3,300. Candelario, 31. Harold Castro, 23. Eric Haas, 3,600. Akil Badu was hot earlier this season, 23. No more Maza. I mean, I think this is a great secondary stack. If you think uh, Johan comes out and just, you know, just doesn't have it today, uh, I, I, I love this team as a secondary stack for sure. Big time secondary potential. All right. Um, and like that could potentially create a lot of leverage too. Um, Cause I do think Oviedo is going to get some ownership here. We'll see. Uh, Cleveland Indians, Chicago Cubs, Eli Morgan, Kyle Hendricks. This game, there's only like two books that have this game up, but it's a nine total, and the Cubs are a huge favorite. The win looks like it's not going to be an issue here on this slate. Uh, Grant, any interest here in Eli Morgan? Uh, no, he's been bad this season. He's sitting at 12 ERA. His XFIP isn't that much better. It's definitely better, but it's not that much better. He's, he's just not been good over six innings. He's given up three home runs, um, not really striking out a ton of guys. Cubs have a five implied run total. I, I have no interest in him at all. Um, Will, any interest here in Hendricks? No, too expensive. Can't do it. 9,800 for a dude that has an 18% K rate against a team that has a 17% K rate and only two guys with a strikeout rate over 20% makes absolutely no sense to me. Steve, whatsoever he's got like an 80 mile power fastball at this point i know i want to step in the box against him let's go <laughs> um grant talk to me I about the indians anymore i think i can still hit about around a, a 60 mile power ball like pretty good 80 i don't know I, I need to go to the back cage and see where i'm at but like i can still hit 60 pretty good 
I was at the back cage. And so that, that's how I know, you know, I, I was probably making contact on like, you know, six, seven out of 10 balls or whatever it is. So, yeah, I think I might get a hold of one on, on Hendricks a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, Grant, talk to me about the Indians here. I mean, honestly, I, Ramirez is a pretty solid play. Hendricks is a guy that gets a lot of ground balls to right. He strikes out lefties, gives up more fly balls, gives up more hard contact to lefties. So there's a lot more upside with them. So Zimmer is 2K, like if he's in the lineup there. Naylor has some pops, 3.5K. Rosario is 4.2K. Ramirez is just fantastic. So I, I, I target the lefties in this one. Like you got a lot more upside with lefties. There's always a chance they strike out, but Hendricks, yeah, he gives up a decent amount of bombs to lefties. And this is a lineup with three or four guys um, outside of Ramirez that are just too cheap. And Ramirez is just too good. So this is a spot where I think a lot of the Indians are going to come in under own. I don't mind the little mini stack of the lefties, Ramirez, Rosario, probably Naylor or Zimmer, depending on how much money you need. Um, I wouldn't full stack them, and I'd probably stay away from the righties because Hendrick is still a pretty solid ground ball pitcher, but he has shown the tendency to occasionally get blown up. 9.8K does not make sense to me. I think it's just because he had one good game going up against the Mets that was the Mets, but he's had a few bad starts this season. He definitely can have some bad starts, but I'm targeting anyone that's the lefties because outside of the last game, he'd give average two home runs per game. I think predominantly to lefties over the last four games. All right. Uh, Will, talk to me here about the Cubs. Oh, boy. Stevie, the Cubs. I, I think you need to be interested in the Cubs today. And I'm not – you you know how I feel about the Cubs. They're just – I feel like every time I stack the Cubs, I've said this a thousand times, Chris Bryant hits a home run and everybody else just does nothing. But uh, I, I think we've got to be in on them. I, I, I really like this team. You know, we, we talked about Morgan. I mean, good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, this guy's been awful. Uh, Stevie, these numbers, and I, I know Grant talked about it, but whew, they're astronomical. I mean, he has a 0% K rate to lefties. Now, it's a very small sample size. So I don't want to read into it too much. But all in all, he's awful. Uh, he's basically Kyle Hendricks the younger version of Kyle Hendricks and he's not going to strike anybody out and everybody's going to get to him. You just stack the Cubs today. That's what you do. It, it doesn't matter who it is, put them in your lineup and I think you'll be fine. They're my favorite stack. They're the answer to the question today. Um, it, it, without a doubt, the Cubs are my favorite stack today. Morgan stinks. This bullpen, the front end of the bullpen's not great. Um, so I mean, this is a team you got to overpower, and Eli Morgan is not going to overpower this team. I love the Cubs. Jock Peterson, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Contreras, Wisdom, even if you want to go like Hayward. Um, but I'm telling you guys right now, when we play the morning grind game, Jock Peterson is my home run. If you take it, I might ban you from the podcast and not schedule you next month. So um, <laughs> I love the Cubs. Jock Peterson is my favorite play on the slate, and it wouldn't be – a thousand episodes if i did not mention jock jams um and him actually being a good spot so um i don't like morgan love the cubs hopefully the weather is good it looks like it's going to be good and um there you go there's that's how you're gonna answer the um that's how you're gonna answer the question when um our twitter guy charlie tweets it out tomorrow so there you go uh moving on Oakland at Texas is where we go next. Cole Irvin, Jordan Lyles, nine total. Oakland, a 142 favorite. Grant, any interest here in Cole Irvin? 
None whatsoever. He's under a 20% K rate guy. He only goes 80 pitches. He's 7.8 K, which is too high of a price. Yes, there are some strikeouts in this lineup, and it's generally a lineup early on in the season. I like to target against lefties, but there's enough good righty bats that I, I just, I'm not, if he was 6K, I'd, I'd think about it. But 80% pitch count for pretty much most of the starts, I'm not, I'm not touching him at this price tag. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we like lefties against this team, but overall, um, it's, there's so many good plays below him. 7,800. It just seems like a lot. Um, will any interest here in Jordan Lyles? No. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Grant, I almost picked Oakland as my favorite stack. I was debating on the Cubs and the Oakland athletics. What are your thoughts here on Oakland? I mean, they're a fantastic stack. Lyle's not really a good pitcher. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys. He gives up hard contact at a 40% rate to both sides of the plate. Gives up fly balls 44% to lefties, 37% to righties. There's a lot of good hard-hitting righties in this lineup here. He's he's just – Lyle's is in to probably get beat up here. And, I mean, Olsen is an absolutely fantastic play. Moreland, if you can't afford Olsen, but Olsen just been so good for the last year. Um, but you can play – pretty much anyone one through it just don't play Andres. like elvis is just bad he's 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 so bad but everyone else in the lineup is fully in play like murphy's a solid hitting catcher seth brown is cheap chapman has struggled this season but still overall talented guy lowry's good moreland and olsen both solid first baseman and olsen just hammers the ball like play everyone in this lineup. like oakland is one of the better stacks on the slate could potentially be the best stack on the slate outside of Houston. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I debated on Oakland and the Cubs ended up going with the Cubs, but I like Oakland a lot. I might pair the, I might pair Oakland with Chicago. There we go. That, that's what I might do on the slate. Um, Will, any interest here in the Texas bats? I mean, I think I have to, you got a guy with the 17.2% K rate, 4.7 X FIP. You know, really struggling to both sides of the plate, mostly throwing fastball. I mean, I, I think Texas is in play again. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys. Dallas Garcia, I mean, 75% hard hit rate, 96 mile per hour, average exit velocity, 362 uh, average distance hit on this 90 mile per hour fastball that Urban's going to be throwing. Uh, I'm not saying it's automatic, but it definitely feels like he's got an opportunity to get a hold of one. Uh, and just overall, just Texas in general, I think they've got a shot to score some more runs. Willie Calhoun, you know, looks really good as well. 364 ISO, 44% hard hit rate. Uh, it's probably not going to get uh, as much ownership, but the guy's got incredible contact numbers, 85% contact, 14.8% whiff rate, 344 average distance hit. Uh, I mean, they look good today against Cole Urban, so I'm in on Texas. Yeah, I mean, all right, I hear you. Like, I, I think the upside's there. Cole Urban's not a big strikeout guy, like Grant was saying. So, um, yeah, I can get behind that. San Francisco at LA taking on the Angels. We got Anthony Descovani and Andrew Heaney, two friends of the podcast, facing off against each other here. Eight and a half total. LA 120 favorite in some books, 130 in some others, and 134 on DraftKings. Um, Grant, talk to me about Anthony Descofani. Any interest in him in this spot? Yeah, it's not the worst play at 7K. Like he's cheap enough. I know that like 
now with Rendon and Otani in the lineup, because Otani's been in the lineup every pretty much day, but even without Trout, they're still not the worst life in the world. They got 4.5 applied team total going up against him, but there are some strikeouts here. He has been solid. It's not, it's pretty much a pitcher neutral ballpark over in LA. Like this guy has put up some decent size outings. He's been a little bit erratic, occasionally putting up single digits, occasionally putting up 40 points. But he's been solid over his last few games. He hasn't given up more than two earned run in any of his last four games. The price tag is just solid overall. They'll let him, if he's pitching well, go into the 90s and pitches. So he's not a bad play. He's a solid point-per-dollar play. I kind of want to see where ownership goes on him because he is so inconsistent. He can have a horrible game, and this Angels lineup is pretty solid overall. Um, But – yeah, like it, it, the price tag is just what's really good. But I think he may come in at very low ownership just because he's so close to Morton, who's going to be the clear and obvious chalk. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind either pitcher in this game. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of the Giants in general, but I, I like them a lot more against, you know, right handed pitching. Um, any interest here in Andrew Heaney, Will? Yeah, I do have some, man. I mean, Heaney is a guy that we know has some stuff. We just need him to not walk too many guys and not give up any bombs today. And he's probably going to give up a bomb, and let's just hope there aren't three or four guys on base when he does it. That, that's the reality. But once again, we can't take away his upside. Last uh, five games, 6Ks, 7Ks, 7Ks, 5Ks, uh, 1K against Cleveland. But, I mean, he only lasted three innings. So I'm, I'm not – he's had a rough game. I mean, if you just keep looking down the line, 5Ks, 10Ks, 5, 10, 6, the guy's got so much stuff. He's got upside. Just don't walk the guys today and give up any bombs, and we'll be fine. So that's how I feel about Heaney. I I think he's one of the top tournament plays on the slate. Uh, I think he can get to 25 to 30 for sure if he's rolling. And I know you always like Heaney. Um, What's your thoughts on him real quick? Um, I like the Giants more. Like I think oh, he's, no! I think he's going to have some ownership. He's been pitching very well recently. Granted, it was in Oakland. It was in San Francisco. He hasn't given up a bomb in the last three outings. I think that, before that he gave up the, like three Grant in one game. I, I know think he sure. gave up three in two out of three games. He yeah, was giving crazy. up a lot of bombs. Uh, yeah, so like it's super interesting looking. He always has upside. I, I have no problem playing with him in tournaments, but he's kind of a – I mean, he's a guy I like playing because he's a lot like Scoble. Like, he gives up a lot of barrels and he strikes out a lot of guys. But his numbers versus lefties on the season are not nearly as good as his numbers versus righties. He's walking guys at a much higher clip. Um, he's got an XFIP that's due for some huge negative regression. He's a guy that's probably more splits neutral than anything. And he's going up against the Giants who have a lot of left-handed power that people are not going to – people – do you think anyone's going to play the Giants on this slate? People don't play the Giants in good matchups. Yeah, I think they're going to go entirely unowned. <laughs> yeah, people, well, people make true, man. I, know. I play the Giants all the time, and I'm like, oh, they're going to be popular, like 4% owned. It's like the people. But we people always say play. to play the Giants on this pod. Yeah. I yeah, because we're, we're smart people here. That's why I mean, we they're, go with they're having episodes. a fantastic season, like fantastic yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, they are just super solid so far this season and they've got some good bats i mean even though they're lefty heavy like they're still seventh in the league in wrc plus versus lefties they're playing over in anaheim which is an upgrade from san francisco like yaz they're solid one through six 
one through seven, depending on who's in the lineup there. We'll see who ends up going in the lineup because they're going a lot of lefty-lefty matchups, which I'm fine with. No one's going to play Yaz. You know, no one's going to play Belt at 5K. No one's going to play Posey. Very few people are going to play Crawford. No one's going to play Dickerson. It's since the lefty-lefty matchup, no one's going to play them. And like I said, Heaney, he's a guy that probably is more splits neutral, but for sure gives up a ton of fly balls, always has and a ton of hard contact to lefties. Um, it's just the kind of pitcher he is. It's just the way he pitches. I, I really like this spot as a stack that's going to come in at like 2% ownership on this slate. And they have a legit shot at putting up like 10 runs. Yeah, I mean, this seems like a, a really good spot for Heaney. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I had to grant. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, As a, as a sidebar, I know we got to move. If you want to know how good the Giants have been this season, I haven't seen Buster Posey under 4,500. I feel like all year. We haven't seen this from Buster Posey. He's 5,100 on this slate. We're used to seeing Buster Posey at 35, 36, 30. He's been over 4,500 almost all season. That's crazy for old man Buster Posey. The Giants have been fantastic. It's crushing the ball, man. Uh, Will, any interest here in the Angels? Ah, oh, man. Slight, I mean, do we play? Do, do we want off Otani today? Because right now the guy's just out of his mind. You always play Otani. Yes. <laughs> like, I think the answer is yes. Uh, so we take Otani. I mean, Rendon, he's 4,400. He's going to come around. I'm not worried about it. Uh, if you want a little mid range catcher action again, under 4K, Max Stasi slightly. Uh, we can get in on him. But I think it's just mostly one off plays. But especially Otani and, and, mainly Otani. I don't want to play 5K for Walsh on this late, but Descafani has struggled with lefties for his career. So if Otani's going to hit another home run, he definitely has a shot today. All right, moving on. We got Milwaukee at Arizona. Hopefully Arizona scores some runs on Monday night. Um, I need to live that men cash life after Tyler Molly decided he didn't want to pitch tonight. Um, well, uh, Listen, he came team. back a little bit. He came he back had like a little 8Ks. bit. His pitch count just got run up so bad. Yeah, well, awful. he decided he didn't want to start the game well. So um, we got Freddie Peralta. We got Zach Gollin facing off against each other in this game. Um, Grant, talk to me about Freddie Peralta going into Arizona here. I mean, Arizona's not the biggest strikeout team, but Peralta is an absolutely incredible strikeout pitcher. Um, he's been good this season. He's been very good this season. He's put up solid outings. Any given spot, he can put up over 30. He's in play for tournaments. I think I prefer Wheeler. I think I prefer Cole. I think I prefer Giolito, but not by much. I'm waiting to see what ownership lies on him because if he's low-owned, you just always hammer him in because he's he's just such a good strikeout pitcher that he can end up with. I mean, look, literally look at his game log. It's 20, 16, 34, 31, 16, 31, 30, 10, 27. Like, he can put up a massive outing at anytime and even the game where he only had 10 points versus philly i think he gave up five runs in the first and still manages to strike out like the next eight batters um he's a guy with massive k stuff anytime he's low owned you play him i think that he'll probably come in with normal ownership on this one so i'd i'd rather play wheeler than him we'll just put it that way if wheeler's gonna come in at way more ownership play peralta now are you are you any what concerned about like 
his spin rate and stuff and like his his movement has been down a little bit over the last couple starts like i was looking on baseball seven and like i just noticed that a little bit um that he was down a little bit and like all right like i don't want to look too much into it but with all this stuff going around at 10k i feel like it's something that we have to bring up i mean that's fair that's fair and pretty much any given person um right. on any given day but like i i don't think it matters i'm I'm willing to disregard it for the most part like it's not like he's gone out the last two outings and just got hammered like yes he only struck out six in both those two but he played cincinnati twice like yes the movement could is a concern um he could end up putting up a bad outing but he's still a solid overall pitcher even with this even if he does have a decrease in spin rate i'm i'm willing to just go with it because I mean, realistically, with a lot of these situations, there's enough people looking at spin rate, enough people taking so paying so much attention to this where they're like, oh, I'm going to stay away from where ownership ends up equalizing. Yeah, I mean, okay, so my biggest concern is not like all this stuff, but I think my biggest concern is he's 10K. He's facing a team that doesn't strike out a lot. The roof is closed. So that's a little bit of a benefit to him, but he's 10K. And like we've talked about so many people in this range that I like more. Um, Giolito is cheaper. Cole is a little bit more. I think I'd play Zach Wheeler over Freddie Peralta today as well. But I mean, Freddie Peralta is in play. He's a guy that can go out and put up 30 fantasy points in any matchup. The dude has a 37% K rate on the season. So he also put up 30 points against his team two weeks ago. Boom. But two weeks ago, he could use sticky stuff. That's fair. What's your rebuttal now, buddy? I said I like Welcome Wheeler to the better. court of the morning grind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, um, the other side of this game, we got Zach Gollin. Any interest in him here? No, not not at this price. I mean, look, man, the guy's been pretty much death to righties. Giving up a lot of hard contact, giving up a lot of fly balls, but he's neutralized that with a 40% K rate pretty much, 39.3%. Uh, not so fast as Lee Corso would say, uh, 14.8% to lefties and a 14.8% walk rate. I, I, I'm on at that price. I am out. Uh, feels like a disaster. We just got to see Wong, Vogelbach, Yelich, Navarez, JBJ. I, I can't do it. Um, Grant, talk to me about the Brewers bats. Anything standing out to you here? Uh, no, no one in particular. Like, yes, Gallon is walking lefties Eddie I mean he this is the spot like where he's walking a ton of guys and he's not striking them out versus left-hand pitching the ball's gonna be put in play but he's not giving up a ton of fly balls his xfip sitting at 5.7 versus lefties that's straight up for how much he's walking and how he's striking out I don't see a ton of upside in any individual bat like no individual bat grades out as a huge upside spot but overall this whole matchup grades out as a good stack because if he gets wild things get out of control the bad bullpen arms like things can get out of control real quickly um with how many lefty batters and walks and ball being put in play a ton it can just happen so to me no individual bat grades out as a fantastic play i mean you can always play yellow you can always play vogelbach but the roof's going to be closed like it's not a great hitting ballpark with the roof closed so i would stack them or fade them and i'm way more likely to fade them yeah, I mean, the prices, like the guys you'd want to play, Yelich, Wong, I mean, Navarez, they're all kind of expensive. So, sure, 
can I, am I going to one off Vogelbach at first base with all these first basemen we talked about? Probably not. So, um, Will, I know I had a lot of um, things to say about Peralta, but is there any Arizona bats that you like here against him? Well, I, I think if I was going to do it, I'm just going to one off some guys. Uh, you know, typically guys that are probably going to have high ISOs, pretty good hard contact and good contact numbers. So, I mean, the, the usual suspects, Ketel Marte is going to look pretty good. Uh, but Pavin Smith looks like he could be on a path to a home run, 87.10% contact, 12.9% whiff rate, average hit distance of 346, 57% hard hit rate, 412 ISO. Like, he looks good, man. I, I think I would one off some guys, but I, I don't want to stack Arizona. Yeah, I'm definitely afraid to play against Peralta. Like, I'm concerned, but it's more of the price than anything else. Um, a lot of bats on the slate, 14-game slate. We move on. We got the Dodgers and the Padres. This is a fun series. Um, and now we're getting Kershaw against Snell. Um, you know, obviously, on paper, that looks fantastic, and we're excited to watch it. Um, Grant, any interest here in Kershaw? I mean, he's not my favorite play on the slate, but he's a pretty solid one. I mean, 9.2K is not a bad price tag for him. He's a very good pitcher. San Diego, the problem is they're a very good hitting team. I'd rather go Giolito in a much, much better matchup, but I'm not going to argue with Kershaw. Like, he's he's a legit ace. Just this is a very tough matchup with Tatis in the lineup and Grisham and Pham and Machado and Myers. Like, they're just a solid overall hitting lineup that, I just would rather fade because of the matchup, but the matchup is really the only reason. Uh, Will, any interest here in the Padres? Or not the Padres, Snell, sorry. Oh, it's okay. I mean, he's 8,400. I don't think I want to play him today. I mean, if you look at his, his numbers, it's crazy. You look at the season numbers, Stevie. This season, 32.4% K rate, 3.86 XFIP. But, man, this hard contact varieties is up. The ISO's up. The WOBA's up. I mean, it's just – it's ugly, you know. And then when I go and look at the recent trends, Stevie, I say, well, what's what's going on with Snell? I mean, th- things are just – they feel out of whack to me. So, I think I'm going to have to avoid Snell on this slate in this spot. Um, he will see a few righties, and a lot of these righties aren't going to strike out a ton. So, um I like the overall season numbers, but I just – I don't think I can pull the trigger here. I mean, yeah. Um, this is a tough matchup. Like, just in general, the whole game to kind of figure out. Um, Grant, is there anything that you like here for the Dodgers? No individual bat, but, I mean, look at Blake, Blake Snell's game log, and you can tell what's going to happen. He's either going to pitch fantastic or get blown up. Minus 11, 6, 36, 6. 7, 29, 14, 8, 20. That's his fantasy points over his last nine games. He either gets absolutely destroyed and gets wild or pitches fantastic. With the controls there, he's tough to play against. If the control's not there, he can get just crushed, especially by a team as patient as the Dodgers. I mean, obviously, Muncy, Mookie, Turner, all fantastic plays, but I don't mind throwing in any of the other ancillary guys like Pujols or Pollock or rounding it out that way because there's going to be guys on base this game if Blake Snell does not have his control. But no, no one in particular. Like Blake Snell is a solid overall pitcher, just he's incredibly inconsistent this uh, year. So I have no problem stacking against him regardless of the matchup. But the Dodgers are pretty 
great hitting team that are going to come in at no ownership here. Muncie will be back for this game too. I know yeah. it's lefty lefty, but I mean, he'll be back for this game. Uh, Will, any interest here in the Padres against Kershaw? I mean, I, I don't think I'm, it's just one offs. Like if I was going to do that, you want off Tatis, maybe you want off Machado. Um, but that's what I, I don't want to stack the Padres. Kershaw's still still pretty good. He's not Kershaw. He's not 14K Kershaw, but 9.2K Kershaw is still solid. All right, we finished it out. Colorado at Seattle. My gosh. We got Freeland and Flexen, and it's eight and a half total. And Seattle's a 162 favorite. Grant, before I even ask you about Freeland, when's the last time you saw Seattle as like a 160 favorite? Um... <laughs> Grant sees him as a 160 favorite every day. He no, stacks was... Seattle every day. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, but no, I think it was Detroit when Marco Gonzalez was pitching against someone very bad was the last time. I know this because I do stack Seattle every day. And I'm not playing Freeland because I'm stacking Seattle. Freeland has not been good this season. He's been bad versus lefties. He's bad versus righties. <laughs> I, um, I, mean, I love you, yeah. Grant. Okay, how many times have they put up like seven runs over the past two weeks? I got on at the right time, and they've definitely – I've been in top three of a GPP like four times in the last month. Three of those have been with Seattle Stacks. <laughs> hey, Kyle Freeland is the right time, Stevie. It's hey, right man. Time. I mean, it doesn't get much worse, that's for sure. Um all right. Will, any interest here in Chris Flexen? I don't care how bad Colorado's been. I, I have not played Chris Flexen today. Just no. Uh, he hasn't been, like, terrible, but I'm just – I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm are, not. are you talking about the guy that just put up 35 points versus Minnesota? I was going to say, I, that I, might be – I know who we're might, talking about. I know, but I feel like you're dismissing, the, dismissing him too fast here. Um, yeah. I, I do. Just because, like – Considering, like, he's 5,500, and he's facing one of the worst offenses in baseball. Colorado stinks. Um, I mean, if we're going to get ownership on Stripling, you know, Grant brought up Singer earlier. I think I would prefer Flexen over Singer. But, I mean, all these guys stink. You're just paying $5,500 for a guy facing an offense that stinks and coming off of his – best start of the season so maybe he can ride some of that like he he, also, maybe he's yeah. anti-sticky stuff yeah, yeah he also who, who had... we're putting more deodorant on because all these guys are stinky you're right less deodorant on chris flex did <laughs> 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 oh. yeah. uh, gosh uh grant um i mean you had some thoughts on flexing and then talk to me about the rockies bats i, I really like flexing this guy how many pitchers in the league have put up 29 or more points in their last four starts? Two times. 31. Not many. 31 pitchers. Really? I feel like No, that. it's probably something like 13, but I just it might be something like four. Yeah, but like the main thing is I would have less interest in flexing if I think the Rockies were just in Colorado, right? Um the weekend they were I'm pretty sure they were in course. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Because they were oh, yeah, playing the Brewers, gonna, right? Yeah, yep. I was going to go to the game. So first game away from Coors, that's always like that's been that, that's always a huge plus. Like, there's data on this too, by the way. There actually yeah. is data on this. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Like, it takes your your eye. You have to adjust. Like, you're used to the ball not dropping as much. 
Like it's, it's there's data on what happens with the curveball sinker with every single pitch because of the air density over in Denver compared to other places where your body like where your mind starts to react to how much the ball drops. And it's the same reason why Tampa Bay generally takes their players out three times through the order order because you're or the pitchers because your mind starts to adjust to like what's coming at it and you don't have to cognitively think about things. But so the first star away from Coors. They are going to have a DH, but let's be honest, their DH is probably going to be trash. It doesn't really help their lineup that much. Um, Flexen has been solid over his last few outings. He's a big ground ball guy. He does pitch the contact, so they're at the at the whim of Babbitt. But Flexen overall isn't the worst pitcher in the world. And so I have, I have no real interest in these Rockies when the three I want to play, like Story and McMahon are both over 5K in their first game back from Coors. Crone and Blackman are the only two that I would actually think about playing maybe Tapia at 3.4K, but I have a lot of interest in flex and I have no interest in these Rockies. All right. Um, Will, talk to me about Seattle. I like Seattle here. I'm with Grant. It's Freeland. Uh, I'm willing to pay up for Hanniger. I mean, Crawford, Dylan Moore, just I, I like Seattle today. They're in play. Stack them. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to call it shop. Um, again, Rotor Grinders Twitter tomorrow. I'm going to tweet out and give away a couple hats, too. I got a couple Rotor Grinders hats uh, with t- tags on that I'm going to send to a couple people. So um, we're going to give away some stuff tomorrow because, hey, when you get to 1,000, you can give away some stuff. Um, all right, I'm going to let Grant's been here longer. I'm going to let Grant go first, Will. Sorry. Um, oh, he's he's the old host, um, old old man co-host here, elder statesman. Um, so under eight K to get six or more strikeouts, Grant. Who do you got? Scoble. All right, Will. Who do you have? Um, dang it, man. This is awful. God, I gotta go it's, flexing. It, it's so bad. I hate this. you. Totally missed your guy. Like clearly missed Charlie Morton. Nah, I, I didn't miss Charlie. I know he's seventy three hundred, but his, his I think his matchup is a little bit more tough. We than... we talked him into flexing, Grant. We did our job. We, we flexed on him. We flexed oh, on gosh. him. I'm happy about it. <laughs> oh, flexing's getting rocked tomorrow. <laughs> I hope not. Um, <laughs> over 8k to score under 15 grant who's your bust today uh i'm going andrew heaney which is very different than what i normally whoa say. get yeah. off my dude um grant or will who do you got here over 8K you should know where bust? i'm going man zach grinky 9k come on get out of here all right um you guys both gave me the layup again kyle hendricks is 9800 going up against team that doesn't strike out i'm gonna take <laughs> that guy we just want you to go five and zero on the game since it's your thousandth episode. It's only our. Like I go over. I go five and zero on the game all the time, Grant. Gosh, where are you? I just want to make sure of it. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to beat you both. Um, over four K to hit a home run, Grant. Who do you have? Mitch Hanniger. Okay. All right. I like it. Will, who do you have? Listen, this one's easy. I talk about this guy every pod. If anybody hits a homer from the Cubs, it's freaking Chris Bryant. Give me KB over the fence today. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make some money tomorrow. Like we're gonna, I w- I can't wait to see like a prop for Jock Peterson because we're gonna, we're gonna bet, 
we're going to bet the prop on Jock Peterson to hit a home run because that's the only thing that happens on episode 1000. So um, I'm get, I'm going Jock Peterson home run here. Uh, Grant, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Um, I'm going to go with Ty France, assuming he's back. But if not, then Dylan Moore. All right. Um, Will, who do you have? Look, man. Give me Wander Franco. I know that's the chalk play. Give me Wander. MLB debut hit for the cycle. Bold call there. Bold I know a lot of people are excited to see him. Um, that's for sure. So um, I'm going to go Tony Kemp. Not only does he get two hits, he gets a stolen base on top of two hits. So there you go. Um, Will or Grant, give me a stack to score six or more runs. I'm going with the Mariners. Shocker. If you couldn't tell. And my bet is the Mariners <laughs> minus 157. There we go. Um, <laughs> some in. books have it at 150 still. So there you go. Got shopping around. Bet MGM 150. Scores and odds um, app has all all the props. And if you're ever looking for the best lines, scores and odds app. Company man right here. Uh, literally, I use it for every single before I bet anything. I always check it out and it tells me exactly what everything is at every legal sports book. Yep. Um. Will favorite stack to score six or more runs? Um. Oh man, I I know where you're going because you've already given it to us, and I feel like I'm a day late, but. Give give me Texas against Cole Irvin. I like it. Um, yep, Cubs like the Cubs a lot. Favorite stack in the slate. There's going to be a trivia question about that on Twitter today. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, Grant already said his bet. Will, is there any bets standing out to you here? Uh, I think for me, it's the bet in this. Uh, I- I'm actually going to take the over in this Oakland-Texas game today. I think we got it. we got it at nine right now. I'm going over. I just I, I I think that game. I think the ball flies around. Two two really bad pitchers. I'm taking Jock Peterson at home run. That's my favorite bet today. I like it. And it's probably going to be some ridiculous number that we're going to make a lot of money on when he does it. So you think it's plus two sixty? I think it'd be higher than that, right? don't you, Grant? Plus three hundred uh, against Morton. Not against Morton. Against, uh, against Morgan. 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 Um. I think it'll be probably yeah, plus 240, plus 260. All right. We're going to make some money. That's what we're going to do. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for episode 1000. Again, um, if I didn't mention you earlier, I'm sorry. There's been so many people that have done the podcast um, so many times. You know, um, obviously, like I said, you two. Thanks to Roto Grinders. Thanks, Dan, and everybody. Um, you know, kind of have, have had a hand in this, man. We've been doing this since 2016. Now the goal, now the goal is 2026. Now I want to be at 10 years. Like that's the next goal. Episode 1000 was there. Now it's to get to 10 years. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow for episode 1001, talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Hey, kids. <laughs>